0: Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And like, yeah, go for your dreams. You know, keep putting stuff out there, but also enjoy your life while you're doing it.
1: (laughs) I believe every person deserves kindness in their lives. I believe kindness has the power to change us from the inside out, to change the world beginning with you and me. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Self-Kindness, Self-Kindness with Pete. It's about figuring out how kindness towards ourselves can be our superpower. How kindness is more than just a reward at the end of the day. It's about living clear lives, focused lives, motivated by loving concern, rather than motivated by fear and anxiety. It's about how we make that change. How does self-kindness show up the moment we need it the most? You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. And each week, We'll be exploring how to do that with people who are leading this kindness awakening in their own lives. My name is Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Self Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I am so thrilled you're here. So thrilled to, you know. I, I kind of feel like Mr. Rogers a little bit when I sit down in the microphone, where I, I feel like I kind of coming in and want to tell everybody it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, you know, or whatever. Um, but it really is today on the central coast. It is sunny. We're grateful that uh, you know the fires have have blown a little bit away. At least this part. Our heart continues to go out to people whether it's fires or whatever the situation is for you uh, in this moment, if you're listening in real time in 2020, uh, we're with you. I had the privilege this morning to sit with uh, Union Yoga is hosting some breath work right now. Union Yoga is one of our supporters, and we did the loving kindness meditation. And if you've never done that, it's it's such a simple yet profound way to to really drop in it's a living way to really experience self-kindness. So I'm hoping to get Kelly Narn Gray, who uh, is the owner of the studio, uh, the union yoga studio onto the show here soon. And we'll talk about the loving kindness meditation. But anyway, before I get into today's episode, which I just, I've listened to it already twice as I was editing it and I can't wait to listen to it again. How are you doing? How's it going? Notice what happens when I ask you, how are you doing? And leave a little space. That's that, uh, just the bare minimum of a self-kindness practice to check in and ask you. You know, and that's what this episode today is going to be all about. It's about checking in. But we'll get there in a moment. I want to say thanks that you are here listening to the podcast. If you haven't yet, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also rate the podcast, which really helps to continue to get the word out about a self-kindness conversation. And share it with a friend. I've heard uh, from several of you that uh, somebody else mentioned it to you or one or two of you said, you know, well, I've told my whole family about it. So... I love that thank you so much and I love getting feedback from from all of you you can always go to petesibley.com and find me there or on Instagram at selfkindness with Pete yeah in today's episode well um, oh, wait wait before we get into that as always I would I like sharing just a little bit of my own journey my own self-kindness adventure as I call it and in uh, this week, you know I'm, I'm working with some great people right now coach therapist and it's so helpful and so one of these wise beings as i was sharing you know i have what i thought was an interesting fear which was being afraid of how love can get so big sometimes it almost feels like it it can take us over we feel out of control and we feel vulnerable so i was talking about that and As I talked about, you know, love's bigness scares me, this kind human being that was sitting with me and holding me accountable shared, said, you know, Pete, is there a way that you can turn that around? And I love turning thoughts around. And so I took a look at that. And what I noticed is that rather than love's bigness and that's not a great word, but that's what was coming up, it scares me, I noticed that I really sat with love's bigness, how big love can get. It supports me. It inspires me. It lifts me up. That power is is able to do that. And so that was my little realization for myself. So we can take it or leave it, but now I want to get into this week's episode, which is, you know, really there's an invitation in this episode to take a look and be deliberate about making space for joy, and my guest has a whole series where she's talking about claiming it, and she, I love how there's this invitation throughout this episode to ask yourself, what do I want here? And what's my opinion? what brings me joy? You know, we we really need to believe that we're worthy of asking these questions. And that's where self-kindness comes in. Uh, For some of us, it can feel out of sorts when we first begin to ask ourselves and to begin to trust those answers. Because for some of us, we've really gotten pretty far away from those check-ins. So how are you doing? I feel like there are so many examples including my guest today, Trisha Huffman, who are examples of people who have done and developed their own self-kindness practice and then it kind of, it begins to spin back out again. They go in to do that kindness and then it spins back out and that practice becomes a beacon for someone else's life. So I invite you to explore that for yourself. And that's what I'm doing, you know, with the coaching work that I'm doing right now. I'm helping people to to do just that, to go in, develop that self-kindness practice, to become a beacon in the world however that looks for you. So I would be thrilled to work with you. I love that you're listening to this podcast, that you're taking a moment to already just witness a little bit more self-kindness through this conversation with my guest today. You know, one of my clients that I uh, recently had finished up a session with and was checking in, I asked her, you know, how you doing? And she just wrote back that she's sitting in a space of lovely calmness. And I love that a self-kindness practice could bring us to that place, lovely calmness. If you would like to learn more, just go over to PeteSibley.com and reach out. We'll be in touch. I would love that. We're about to get into my interview with the amazing Trisha Huffman. But first, a quick note from some supporters of Self-Kindness with Pete. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported and caffeinated by Captain and Stoker Coffee Roasters located in Monterey, California. 398 East Franklin Street. They're open every day, Monday through Friday, 630 to 4 and Saturday and Sunday from 730 to 4 p.m. You know, some places are just good at making, you know, their wares, like making good coffee. Some places are just filled with good people. Some places make you feel good. Some places have fun little knickknacks. And some Places are just, you know, doing right by who they are in the world, who they are in the community, making the community a better place. And guess what? Captain and Stoker does all of those things. They are great people. They're bringing really good coffee and good things to our community. It's like I am a huge fan of their Instagram posts, their work of art's and they make me laugh and they make me want another cup of coffee every time I go in to Captain Stoker I feel better anytime that I think of getting myself over there for a cup of coffee I start to notice that my day I get a little skip in my step I love these people and I'm so grateful that they said yes to being partners with me at Self Kindness with Pete so if you can't make it there and check out their coffee in person check them out online Check them at Instagram, Captain Stoker and or CaptainAndStoker.com online. You can order up their coffee and brew up a batch for yourself today. Thanks, Captain and Stoker. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported by Union Yoga Monterey. Union Yoga, what can I say about Union Yoga besides it's a little moment of bliss in my life. Anytime that I think about Union Yoga, anytime that I actually... Get myself to sign up and participate in a class with union yoga it is just everything that is good about yoga is embodied in union yoga monterey they're now offering beach yoga classes at the tides hotel if you're here locally in monterey but the great thing about this is if you're listening to my voice and you're on the other side of the country you could still take part in union Yo- yoga monterey by checking out their live streaming yoga classes They're now offering streaming mini immersions of 20 minute group breath work and meditations for five or 20 days. And you can sign up for all of this at unionyoga monterey.com. That's union, U N I O N Y O G A dash or hyphen Monterey, M O N T E R E Y. And high school and college students, your rate is 10 bucks. So you're saving 20 bucks if you use the code. All capitals, WISE STUDENT. That's all capitals code, WISE STUDENT. So I'm loving it. Thank you, Union Yoga. Can't wait to sign up again. And thanks for your support. My guest today is the amazing Trisha Huffman, a.k.a. your joyologist. She's on a mission to inspire you to claim your joy and own who you are every single day, no matter what comes your way. I love that mission. While living out her first dream as a touring sound engineer, I love that first dream, she saw that everyone, including the people we think, quote-unquote, have it all, often still don't feel fulfilled enough and fight doubts, fears, and worries every day. With her unique background and knowledge in self-care and wellness, managing her own fibromyalgia so she could live her dream, and that unique knowledge in the entertainment world, she first created her Joyology, to keep artists healthy, grounded, and inspired in body and mind while on tour. She got off the road to make space to become a mother, and that created her affirmation-based product line, her daily inspiration app, which I have and love, and to be able to spread her message with a larger audience worldwide. She works with everyone from Grammy Award-winning artists to stay-at-home moms, to become committed to the person they know they are capable of being deep down. I loved this interview and I'm so excited. I'm just going to listen to it again. Here she is, Trisha Huffman. Trisha Huffman, so excited, AKA my joyologist. So excited (laughs) that you're here with us today on Self Kindness with Pete.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh my God. Goodness. Yeah, before we go into all the questions I have for you, I would love for you to just quickly introduce yourself and why did you say yes to talking about self-kindness today?
0: Yeah, so I'm Trisha as you mentioned and my website brand social is your joyologist and my mission is wide but also very much to be the reminder that it is up to us to claim our worth, our joy, our fulfillment, our feelings of success for ourselves. That's so often we're putting it outside of ourselves. Once I do this, have this, be this, then I'll feel enough. Then I'll feel worthy. And most of the times we don't realize that. We're just like caught up in the hustle bustle, comparing ourselves to other, doing what we think we should. And so I just want to remind people like, Hey, this is your life you can be the most successful person in the world and still have doubts and fear and feel like you're not enough. And I've seen that. So right now claim that you are enough right now mm-hmm. today. Um, yeah. I'm like, okay. And now I'm like, I get really excited when I'm talking. I'm like, and then you also asked me why I said yes to being on a self kindness podcast because I think it is so, so, so needed and so necessary. And I love that that's, you know, what you're calling it and that that's what you're sharing about because we are, we are so mean to ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. And again, we often don't even realize it. And it's terrible. And so I'm all for doing anything I can to help people bring more awareness to that and eliminate it to actually love yourself more, enjoy yourself more if loving yourself feels like some stretch and you're like, I don't even know <laughs> what that means or whatever. Cause I know some oh people goodness. can be deep down the path that like, just try giving yourself a little pat on the back every day <laughs> instead of t- yeah. beating yourself up for what you didn't do that day. Like what's one thing that you did.
1: I love that. Cause that's, that's why I had to do self kindness. Cause when, mm. when people were telling me, Pete, you gotta, you just gotta love yourself. I I, in that moment, you know, in my in my darker moments, if somebody told me to love myself, I I wanted to punch them Mm -hmm. because I mean, I'm not normally an aggressive person, but I would get so frustrated because I would internally say, if I knew how to do that, don't you think I would be doing that?
0: Right. Like, Um, oh, let me just find the switch. Let me just find this. Switch on, I'm good to go.
1: <laughs> so so let's dive right in. I, I love it. I feel like you invited us to go there. Why are we so, in your opinion, in talking with other people, claiming a title, joyologist, what do you see as the pattern of why we're so mean to ourselves?
0: You know, I'm not like a scientist or super research person. I'm just someone that has been very mindful and conscious of this myself for a la- very mm-hmm. long time I almost ended my life at 8, 15 and decided like okay if I'm really serious about this I'm going to do it or I'm going to live my life a different way and I saw mm-hmm. back then at age 15 that I well I was in a lot of physical pain which was part of that but I wasn't getting any diagnoses I couldn't do anything at that time about the pain but I was already able to see I would not was able to put it in those words but now I can see that like I couldn't do anything about the physical pain, but I also was causing myself so much mental pain. And that was something I could do. Again, I didn't have Mm -hmm. that language back then, but I basically saw this daily struggle pressures that at 15 I felt, but as adults, we all feel still of just like trying to fit in, trying to stand out, but fit in. What should I do? Comparison, you know, like we're just constantly trying to, we're worrying too much about what other people think about us.
2: Mm.
0: And we're Mm. really not pausing to even think about what do I think about myself? What do I believe about myself? Like, what do I actually want? Instead of listening to all the voices and, you know, you I know, follow me so you know very clearly how I feel about the word should. And I didn't tune into it then, but also just really noticing that like we're so often living into shoulds without realizing it. And it runs our whole day. What should I eat today? What should I wear? I should really be exercising. Oh, I should this person told me I should love myself. And then you start to feel guilt and shame about that. Like whatever it is, like it's just like it's embedded in our language, it's embedded in our psyche. My two-year-old are you would start to say shoulds. So It it, that showed me that it's not us, it's just part of our human Mm. makeup. Perhaps Mm. you know, like let's go back to like caveman survival days. I don't know if it's like some survival thing in part of us that we feel like we're in competition. There's some part of us that we're constantly don't realize it, but that we are living our lives as to, you know, like what do other people think of us? The reflection of myself in the world, I gotta keep the, you know, get this job. What is this about me? That person has this and I don't. What does that mean? That we're constantly considering ourselves in relationship to others, but again, like then pausing and looking at what do I actually want, which brings me joy. Like, who cares if I didn't finish everything on my to-do list today? Like, what does that even mean? If I finished everything on my to-do list today, guess what? I would think of more things to add to that to-do list. So instead of like beating myself up for what I haven't done today, this week, this year in my life yet, that doesn't mean you give up and you don't try to do anything anymore, but like celebrate yourself, like get back in tune with who you are and your acknowledgement. And why are you even like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that actually even mean that you didn't get everything done on your to-do list? Why does that such a big deal to you? What does Mm. that mean? What are you telling yourself about that? I'm not Mm. enough. I'm never going to keep up. Look at so-and-so. They probably get everything done off their to-do list. We make up stories about people that we you know, don't know. <laughs> Everybody else has everything together, not me.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always find that this is such a fascinating thing to watch in our mind of how we're trying to posture and position ourselves uh, for absolute strangers to like us. And I just, I get an internal smile, you know, why am I doing that? Why am when, I meanwhile, they're just in their own home, yeah, exactly. you know, like
0: thinking about how can they look a certain way and like, <laughs> like,
1: everybody's right, right. So what did that start to look like for you? I, I'm sure it looks differently for you now. And maybe you can, can share a, a now process that you have versus that 15 year old process. I feel like the power comes in that ability to see those shoulds happening, see that mental rev up going, and having a practice, having that tool, having that something that that meets it as it's starting to rev up. So whether it interrupts it, whether it, it, you know, sometimes I say it's kind of like self-kindness is kind of my fire extinguisher when I'm just, Mm, so, you know, it's the thing that I need in that moment, you know, in my own journey, all of this understanding about the wisdom teachings throughout the millennia, they were so great. And I could recite them all, but I would get livid when my daughter wasn't brushing her teeth. And I was Uh. like, what is that? Like, what is going on? Like, I could tell you what Buddha would say about this. Why am I not living it in the moment with a precious little girl in that moment? Like what's going on? So what's it look like for you right now? And what did it look like? when you started to discover that as a 15 year old?
0: Yeah. So back then, you know, it also was this, I got really clear on I was going to end my life or I wasn't. And so when I chose Mm -hmm. to live, then I really was living with that. And a lot of me in my day to day can forget about that decision that I made that shaped my life and came with it. But I think that it also is very much implanted in me. And so then when I can, you know, get lost in, my own doubts and fears and what, you know, what should I do? Even though I don't use that word, it can, I can still feel it. It still is a part of us and that it reminds me that I did choose to live and choose my life. And so back then, again, it's never really necessarily been easy, you know, but it was just, again, I chose to make my opinion of myself be the highest and most important one back then. And so yeah. also my opinion, like, so my, my my like what I wanted to do and so that's what allowed me to pursue a big dream being a live sound engineer that I didn't even know what it was called and didn't make sense and that nobody understood and I didn't have support around and 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 to do different things and to speak up when I thought that you know people were doing things that weren't right and to be friends with the popular kids and the nerds or whatever like those were Mm. things that sound silly but were like me i could remember fighting with and then being like well trisha what do you believe do you really believe that if you're friends with this person then nobody else can be friends isn't going to like you or that you know and and also well what if even if that is the truth how does that feel to you you know Mm. like no i would want to be that person so it was a constant and it still is a constant like really getting real with myself Mm. Mm. what am i doing what is it that i believe and why because sometimes we can believe the terrible thought, but then we can be like, well, why do I believe that? Well, because that's what everyone has told me. That's what my parents told me, you know, because mm-hmm. again, people, can, a lot of things can be done out of love. People talk you out of your dreams, talk you out of what you want, because they want you to stay safe,
2: Yeah, which yeah. my
0: parents too. So it's again, but what do I believe? I believe I can make that happen. I, even though it's risky or it's whatever. So, so I was always coming back to myself. And that's been a Mm -hmm. constant that has become even more evolved. And then I did um, my second, you know, life awakening was when my father passed away suddenly in 2008. And I was living my dream as a touring sound engineer, touring the world with Grammy award-winning artists. It was amazing. I loved my job. Mm -hmm. I loved my lifestyle. Um, But I also kind of felt like, I wanted, like, okay, I've done this. What else? What, what else do I want to do? But I loved it and, you know, kept getting hired for it and kept doing it. And when my father passed away, I very suddenly got the message that I was meant to be doing more with my life. And I also got the message that I was done with the word should, which is still weird for me because I don't know where it came from. I didn't read it you know, nobody told me it. I was just like, I'm done with the word should. And I thought I was someone that did not live a life of shoulds at all. Mm. But I, I committed to not allowing myself to say the word should. And it was such a game changer because, and oh, and then I was like, well, if I don't say should, I need a word to switch it out for. So what's that going to be? So for me, I went from should to one and I really committed, I would be in a conversation and be like, so Pete, what should, <laughs> what do you want to do today? <laughs> like it would take yeah. me a minute to like yeah. but I would uh, I would really commit and be like, "Oh, what am I trying to say?" And it it I am writing a whole book on it right now, eliminating the word should from your life and like awesome. it, I never would have known how amazing it has been. But so that just that switch from should and looking at again, most people when they think of like don't should all over yourself, like that message is common and has been around for mm-hmm. a long time. But I make up that when most people hear that, they think about the big life choices. But what mm. I'm saying is t- when I actually tuned in on that word, it made me so mindful of everything I was mm. thinking, saying, mm. and doing, and why. It was like a speed bump. You know, like you said, you're like, have your fire extinguisher with the self-kindness. And that's like, in that, I think that that's amazing. I think for those of us that have developed, like figured out a like a thing that they can just const like one thing to c- keep coming back to. That's what works. Yeah. Well, other things work. But for me, like, so the one thing is so I'm always tuned in to should, switching to what? What should I eat today? What do I want to eat today? From little stuff to big stuff. And then you start to expose, well, why? I should really work out today. Do I want to work out? Why do I want to work out? Because I was told I have to, you know, work out five days a week because that's what I've made to believe, because I want to work out because of how it makes me feel. You know, because I have to check that box off for the day. Mm. Like it just really made me get so clear on what I was actually doing, what I was thinking and believing and why.
1: Yeah. Part of the aspect that I hope to excite in people in, if listening to this or hearing those two words together, self-kindness, is that there's this strange inner outer with self-kindness. And uh, I'll just say in my own journey, I felt like I had this mission. I was going early on, I was going to save the world because I had this story about the world was it needed to be fixed. Right. But then I noticed as I started to do that, I had to bring it in tighter. So I I started a nonprofit and was working in my community. But then I noticed that I had to actually bring it in tighter, like what were my own actions? And then I noticed. Mm. So I kept bringing it in and in and in. And right. what I hear in you is you kept bringing it in and in and in. And then once that landed in you, that that truth, it's almost like it, you know, that saying the truth sets you free. Your truth sets you free in a way where it started to kind of go back out. So it's like we do that inner kindness and that ends up actually being an outer kindness. Because totally. I know your story, and maybe you can start to share your story, is here you are, a successful, sought-after sound engineer by some of the top, you know, artists in the world. And then you end up, you know, I know this part of the story, you you <laughs> leave the road for a moment, but then you go back onto the road with a different hat. And you know the world—it sounds like—began to amplify what you were doing internally.
0: Yeah, and, and so yeah, I mean yeah. that was, when my father said I, you know passed away, you know I got the two messages: one, the should, and also that I was meant to be doing more. And I but I didn't know what the heck that meant or looked mm-hmm. like. You know, I did feel like I just wanted to wake people up because my dad died in an accident. You know, so it was very shocking. And then mm-hmm. it you know, was just like really the reminder of like, you really could die tomorrow and you don't know. And mm-hmm. so I was just so present to all the people in the world because I was all around the world that just looked like they were going through the motions of life and that they were unhappy. And this was the people, you know, I passed in airports and restaurants, but they were also the people that I was working with, including people that were living their biggest dreams. You know, like yeah. we think that these people... That have a lot of money and that have success, whether they're a business owner, an actress, a singer, whatever, that they have it all. So they, you know, they must feel like they're successful, fulfilled enough on top of the world. And that isn't the truth. They are a human Mm. just with us. And they're stuck in self-doubt and judgment and shoulds and all of that, too. So knowing that too, I think was an even bigger awakening of me being able to see like, we're all just humans and it's not even like our fault that we are like this, but like, what can I (laughs) do to wake people up? What Mm. can I do, you know, to have that they're actually enjoying their lives and living like true to them? Cause you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And like, yeah, go for your dreams. You know, keep putting stuff out there, but also enjoy your life while you're doing it. (laughs) And there's going to be hard moments, of course, and all of that, but like making space for daily joy and like, even like, is this even what you want? Mm
2: -hmm. Is
0: this a past idea or what? So, yeah, so I took, I left the road when my father passed away. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, okay, I have to do something more. And then so I was like, sort of took most of that year off. And that's where the should work came up. And I got really immersed into. Over the years, I did find ways to heal my physical body and to help it. And so that was in Mm. what I was eating and juicing and doing yoga. And so I was a touring sound engineer that rolled off the tour bus and did yoga. I had a special, uh, special meals provided for me. I traveled with a juicer. Like, so I was doing all these things to take care of myself. (laughs) So I was always Mm. the healthiest and happiest person on the road. (laughs) And in one of the high stress, highest stress jobs. That I'm the person on the stage that's controlling what everybody hears. It's one of the like biggest high stress jobs. Um, That they each have their own mix of what they're hearing, and so that affects how they perform. Mm -hmm. And so again, so it was like I was taking great care of myself, and so when the should one thing came, you know, so that changed my life in so many ways because I was suddenly present to. I was someone that really didn't think I lived a life of shoulds in any way, but then when I noticed how often it just comes up in daily language. Then it like gave me all these spots to look at in my life and then started. And then because of that, like I said, it made me so much more mindful of what was happening in my mind and the doubts mm-hmm. and fears mm-hmm. and all of these other things, um, people pleasing with in any, in any shape and stuff like that, like being afraid to say no to an invitation or, you know, even because I just wanted to stay home and read. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm invited, you know, somewhere I have to go. Like <laughs> So like just these little, <laughs> like little and big awakenings. Um, and then it did just dis- make me decide what I wanted to do was because that was the only world I knew that I was going to go back on the road and create this position, taking care of the people that I used to work with so that they mm-hmm. could be more grounded and alive and, and, and like in integrity with who they want to be. Um, cause mm-hmm. it's also, I mean, it's a lot of work to be on tour. It's glamorous, but it's also not. And especially like the person that the lead, you know artists and stuff. Like they're doing interviews, press, there's tons of demands. Um, It's a lot. So yeah, so I created a role for myself back on tour and they named me joyologist and I Mm -hmm. did take care of the artist. So I Made their dressing room nice, led them through yoga, made all of their meals, put affirmations up and also was like doing sort of, you know, we didn't call it coaching, but that's what it was Sort of like going in every day and like what's coming up for you. So what are you going to do about it? OK, so your manager and your agent or whatever want this. How do you feel about that? What do you want? So like really giving them a safe, open space to talk about things and forcing them also to talk about things that they normally would slam the door. And then everybody's walking on eggshells because so-and-so right. is pissed off, you know? Right.
2: right. So,
0: um, so that oh. was how the work as your joyologist started. And then it was just more, you know, starting a Twitter account and saying things and putting out affirmations and quotes and yeah, it just kept like, how can really? I reach more and more people?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much good stuff in there, Tricia. There's something about your story in particular, and maybe it's just the person that you are, where there seems to be this invitation that you are putting out there, kind of speaking our possibilities or allowing our possibilities to have a life that that's safe and that's okay.
0: Yes.
1: I I don't know how to to really put my finger up, but that's what I'm feeling like. Just this morning, I was journaling, you know, I, I was inspired by knowing I was going to talk to you. I was, I was flipping through the app and looking at some of your cards, and I walked by another set of cards that, that we've had, I don't know when my wife picked these up years ago, and the one that I picked up said, dare to be happy. Hmm. And I noticed that what I felt inside maybe were all those shoulds, you know, that I shouldn't let my hopes get up. I shouldn't, you know, Mm. and all of that, like you said, it comes from a place of what we think is love, but what we really, what we really notice is actually it's coming from a place of fear. Yeah. And that, I don't know, are you familiar with, with Byron Katie uh, and the work?
0: Yes and no, I love Byron Katie and her stuff. But the thing is, I don't know if I've ever even actually read like one of her books. I think it's just someone who, especially years ago when I was first starting, I would share like a quote of the day and stuff too. And I remember Byron Katie was always someone that I was just like, who is this person? Yes.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Well, well, really cool stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan. um, But she says, don't be careful, you might hurt yourself.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And that's what that, you know, thinking that we're coming from a place of love, we're coming from fear. It's like, don't be careful with your dreams. You might hurt yourself in that. That is where our resentment comes from. That's where our self-disappointment comes from. Not that we go for it and fail, but that we don't, we fail at even going for it. So Mm -hmm. your story, I feel like it's living permission to go for it and you use those words so well you know claim it i call bullshit like all of that (laughs) it's that permission so thank you for for being that in the world
0: you're welcome i love that that's what you saw and like the, the permission for possibility and that really is. you know like that's a part of without me Thank you for giving me those worms, words and thoughts because, you know, the should, want thing it is, is like when you're taking, because I feel like should is like you're outsourcing all your life choices. What should I do? What should I wear? <laughs> right. Who should I follow? Or even you should meditate. You know, it's coming at us. You should meditate. You should love yourself, whatever. It's like outside. But when you come from want, it is then you are taking it into your own hands. So it's like you are creating the possibilities for yourselves. You are seeing what it is it that you're believing and what you want and why. Like that, it makes mm-hmm. me get curious mm-hmm. by tuning in, and and by like I said, it made me so mindful of everything that then I like now am so easily able to tune into what I'm feeling and why, even without the like word should. Like it just made me so mindful. And another thing that you brought up and like you sort of like yeah, you're saying like it's sort of a fear a fear of failing or feel whatever another huge like breakthrough that i've had is like i mentioned too but we're like we're so cut up in the fear of what other people will think and Mm. um and i did this in one of my videos one of the first ones is i call the fear yeah i call bullshit on the the fear of being judged because that's what we Mm. always are and so what i've realized is we all still like you know again like this is all always happening it still happens to me i just get am able to see it clearer so then I can get myself out of it faster and see what is true to me is that we are often so worried about what other people will think, you know, yeah. and even like and yeah. what whatever th- people will think and, and the fear of being judged. And what I realized is, you know, that all that really matters is what, like what we think and that a judgment can only have power over you if it's something you believe to be true. So we can get so worried about what's going to happen, you know, what will this person say if I do this, if I put this out there and then it fails, if I ask somebody to be on my podcast and they say no, you know, the fear of being judged. But so if you look into like, well, what do I, what am I saying that means then, that I'm not good enough? That, you know, I can't. better not even ask. I better not even try because I'm going to fail because this. Like it's all like making, again, like making yourself look at what am I thinking and believing? Because mm. that's mm. where it has weight over you. Because if somebody like, you know, somebody doesn't write back or they say no or whatever it is, then you can make, be like, huh, see, I'm not good enough. Nobody likes me, right. whatever. Right. Or you'd be like, is that the truth? Is that what I believe? Like, were they just their schedule is full, or whatever? They just didn't see the opportunity. That doesn't mean. But if you live into that weight of this, like what you're afraid other people think about you, what you're really doing is those. Those are your beliefs. Like you're in your head believing that. Nah. You. You're in your head. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a lot of times people don't even. Some, I mean, it's, this is with real judgment too. When actually somebody actually tells you something and is judging you, but again, that doesn't have to like really, really weigh on you and affect you if you can see. That's not what I believe about myself. Like all the time with kids, especially and being out in public, I have young wild kids. So that's where it's like easiest for me to talk about. Oh, people think I'm not a good mom. Oh, I didn't brush yeah. my kids' hair. Or whatever, because you know, just dealing with that today, and so everybody thinks I'm a bad mom. And so then I can start to live into this energy of I'm not a good mom. People don't think I'm a good mom. And so I very easily can go, Trisha, do you believe that you're a good mom? Do you really think the fact that your kids have messy hair right now, or like they're being wild, makes you not a good mom? No. Mm-hmm. And you can cancel it out. So quickly coming back to what do I believe, and what do I want to believe? Because also, again, like I said, sometimes there's some truth yeah I don't know like uh, I don't feel like I'm because everybody else's kids are put together whatever what do I want to believe I want to believe that my kids can have messy hair and I can still be a good mom
1: <laughs> exactly well you know uh, a few weeks ago I an episode that I released was with a social psychologist and a scientist uh, at the University of Madison Wisconsin and she was talking first off she was talking about her research is about sustaining happiness and how that's not about you know, being up and feeling, you know, bubbly all the time, but But you have to be happy
0: all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But it's about our way. It's kind of like our way, our default really. And you know, what I'm hearing in you is that, yeah, it goes up and down, but the default is to bring it back to you and get in touch with your truth. And, you know, and really it's, it's the default to how, how do we respond to challenges and events in our lives? and the research shows that our brains are changing all the time, whether we want them to or not. So we can actually, you know, have a say, I almost said have fun. We can have fun with the way our brain is changing, right? And, you know, I think that is, you know, I'm gonna go back to it again, but that's the permission that I see that you give is that there can be almost this little sense of fun, like that joy, A guest last week that I just had, he actually said that he's taking himself more seriously. And I had to have him repeat it. I said, what? Taking yourself more seriously? He's like, yeah, you know, my connection to the divine, I'm taking that more seriously. I'm taking my joy more seriously. Mm. I'm taking this heart-centered life more seriously. It was a really fun little play on he was actually giddy about being more serious. So um,
0: Love that.
1: In in a way, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of putting that on you. I, I hope that's okay. But I'm putting that on you that you're serious about joy.
0: Yeah, and I'm. Well, and I think that is true. Like I am a very like joy filled, you know, like always laughing person. But I'm also very serious in that. And because I think too, because I am, because I'm constantly being real with myself and with life. So like, I'm not like, just be happy. Only think joyful thoughts. Nothing's bad and (laughs) nothing's wrong. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Look at what's happening in your mind. Like life is always going to be hard. Our minds can always be playing tricks on us. Shitty stuff happens. And you can see that, see what you're making that making it, seeing if you're making it harder for yourself, seeing what you wanted to believe and you can still make space for joy and to enjoy your life and like whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm serious.
1: Well, <laughs> because our, uh, you know, the, yeah. The, my brain's job, my mind's job is to prove what I'm thinking. Right. It's to prove it true. So I noticed that my ref, my life is, is a result of that. So what you're pointing to is, is such wisdom, like, look at what you're thinking, because that's going to result in the experience that you have. You know, the mind, it's almost like the mind is, it's not worried about what it's proving, like, it'll prove the negative thoughts just as you know, in the beginning, it's a little bit of work. Like, all right, I'm going to prove the opposite true. Let me take the time. But if we take the time, our minds are brilliant. It'll find a place where the opposite of that negative thought is true.
0: Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I questioning, know. question your thoughts. <laughs> like, get yep. curious about yep. where are they coming from? Or like, but just, yeah, the questioning. I did want to bring back to one thing with I was saying, you know, the fear of being judged, because I feel like you may have mentioned earlier, like the fear of failure. And like, when we realize that we're the basic thing that's holding us back is the fear of being judged, and that's really like our own judgments of ourselves, there really is no feel of fa- fear of failure. Because if the fear of failure is usually about what will any people think about me, right, if I mm-hmm. failed. Like if you take away, if it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, like there is no fear of failure. It's again like just coming back to you and what you believe about yourself if a judgment right. only has power over you. If you believe it to be true, like, because that's usually the fear of failure is just what will people think if I do this, if I say this, if I put this out there and I get a no or, you know.
1: Yeah, that feels like that is what we would extend in our best moments. That's what we would extend to every other person. Yeah. You know, and that's what I mean about self kindness. I feel like we're able to, you know, we want to extend that to other people. We want to extend that, that type of kindness to other people so but you know, yeah yeah turning, we're so turning it back not our ourselves
0: <laughs> yeah but that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's so it's so much harder and that's also like everything i'm saying is not like oh fear that i'm just like you know this is again like daily work because i'm still in the fear of failure like and then seeing like oh, okay what are you believing trisha okay so you might get a know then that might but what will that actually look like is your life over did like what like what is the reality here yeah, and like
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this might be, you know. Sometimes I like to ask a a question that I I feel like I I know internally that it kind of feels obvious, but you know, why is this important right now in in the world? Why is it important in your life um, as a parent, as a person?
0: Well, you know, I mean, right now, and from you know the moment that. I was like, I need to be doing more with my life that I felt like I was, you know, living an amazing life and taking great care of myself. But I wanted other people to have that too. It has, I mean, I think it's just become even more important right now and in the times we're living, but it doesn't affect you. The reason I'm so riled up about it is because me taking care of myself mentally and emotionally and physically benefits me. Sure. But it also benefits everyone I come in contact with. And that like the energy that I'm showing up with in the world. And so what motivates me is because every day, like I said, I see and feel people that are unfulfilled, that are angry, that are en- unhappy, that are resentful, that are acting as if their lives are happening to them and they can't do anything about it and just play the victim all the time. Mm-hmm. And it drives me nuts. I want people to take a sense of personal responsibility to take at least their joy in their own hands. like shitty things happen for sure and especially right now, but to just see like where are you making that harder than it needs to be? And that, that Hmm. doesn't just affect you just like, you know, it can feel like self care is selfish. And some people can even struggle with taking a should into a want because they can feel how dare I do what I want, or even Mm -hmm. I can't just do what I want Mm -hmm. all day long, which there's so many layers into that. But The thing is, if you are living from a space where you're being honest with yourself when you're living true to yourself, then you are also then being honest with other people, even if that means saying no to things, you know, ending relationships, jobs, whatever it is, which might be hard for different people and they're going to have to hire somebody new, starting life over. Yeah, it's not all going to be like rainbows and butterflies when you're suddenly living your wants. It still struggles just to even get there, but then you are living in this space that provides joy and alignment and enlightenment for others. Like even if you're not, if you're just, you know, you don't have to be preaching to anybody, anything, but people can sense an energy from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want for me to experience more people with that energy out in the world that are being true to them. Like I love people that are honest and tell me no. And you know, that don't just like people pleasers drive me crazy because I can't trust them. Because I don't even know what they actually think and believe and why they're saying yes. Do they actually want to? Or are they just doing it because they are afraid not to? Like, Mm, I mm. just want clean integrity out there and people being real and people being honest (laughs) with (laughs) themselves and with me. Because it benefits Mm. everyone.
2: Mm.
0: And it's just like self-care. Again, people can be like, oh, I can't take care of myself. I can't do this, whatever. I can't take time away. My family, my work, this. But just, like, who do you want the world to receive? The frazzled you that's resentful, that doesn't have time, you know, for anything, right, right. that's snapping at people, because that's me when I don't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Or do I want the world to experience someone that is at ease, that comes from a place of their heart and joy, that they feel that they can actually, like, trust? So, yeah. Wow. That's,
1: that. That's amazing so how do you meet that person who is it's almost as as if i i have this image of a person who can't even look you in the eye um because their inner dialogue has just gotten so brutal how do you meet that person what's what's you know i don't want to say advice but what's a space that you you hold for a person you're on on this side and how do you extend you know reach out that hand what's an invitation that you make
0: yeah that's a great question and you know often can be unique to the person but looking at just I mean even the simple reminder of like this is your life and it could end tomorrow Mm. how do you want to keep like like you know can you find some space for any joy in your life? Like what do you, can you even remember what's like one thing that makes you happy and giddy? And it can be something super silly, like a song, a movie, a favorite food, you know? So first to like make space for joy, any joy, but also just, yeah, like to being very clear that like, this is your life. You do have the power to make changes in it. And, like, is this really what you want your life to look like? And, and that doesn't, like, look like – it doesn't matter how much money you're making, what your job is, where you live, what your relationship status. So I'm not talking about that, what your life looks like, but the fact that, like, you really can't find anything about yourself, you know, to be happy mm-hmm. about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That, like, when I say what can you acknowledge yourself for, you your mind goes blank. When you're, like, what brings you joy that you can't think of anything?
1: yeah well uh, what i hear in this and maybe this is the joy that you you are is in that that like there was an uh, a willingness to to be okay with meeting the person where they are which i think is it can be really hard especially right now it can be really hard to meet somebody who feels like they're just so distant from from where you find yourself whether that's politics these days whether it's the you know inequities that we feel like are being brought to the forefront or you know whatever it is you know how do we still hold that space to meet the human that's there in front of us even if they think and act 100 percent the opposite of how we think and act
0: well i mean the reason and again like it's hard for me to go at, go back to those spaces and i'm like if that actually was a person in front of me i've probably would say it differently. And I do get, you know, comments on social posts and stuff like that, that will have a sort of, uh, total lost helplessness in there. And I will give sort of, you know, advice based on, or like nugget, not necessarily advice, but like plugs, like, Hey, try this. Hey, what if, you know, just think about this. But again, it's not, I'm trying to give them hope. And just like, again, like look for a small thing, Or is that really what you want to believe about yourself? Like, just ask, is that really what you want to believe? But so, meeting people where they are, again, I don't know, I have not been where a lot of people are. I mean, way back when, but just our actual situations. But it's just, again, remind the remembering that we're all dealing with all of this human, these human struggles, and that most people are not even aware of that. So, even if I can't in this moment take myself, into a space of like, what does that feel like again? To like feel so alone, which I did when I was 15. I felt so alone, so misunderstood. So what is the point of this? So mm. I can somewhat bring myself, but it's also distant and I have so many tools and stuff like that. But it's again just a reminder of like, yeah, when there's somebody out there that is saying things and you're like, I cannot believe this person's speech and how they're speaking and stuff like that. To that doesn't make it right, but just you know that they have pain. You know that they've likely gone through a lot and are going through a lot right now, and that doesn't make it right. But again, just to see that this person just isn't just their words, or their action in this moment. And that doesn't mean that you have to, like, make amends with those people if they've really hurt you and stuff like that, too. But it also, like, leaves space for, like, holding space for them and compassion and forgiveness because forgiveness does not mean like you're forgiving someone and like then your best friends. It's more for me like a release within my own energy of what I'm holding mm. on to. But just that, yeah, like we humans make life really hard for ourselves. And those people are making it so hard for themselves.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. And so that just allows me to at least come from a place of compassion and not ever like I'm better than you and I know better. It's just like I see you. And maybe even just that is what they need. They're like I see you. Yeah. That sucks. That that's yeah. where you are right now. What can I? Maybe yeah. it's and maybe it's saying that and being like, what can I do for you? Do you want to open up mm. and talk? Like I don't know. It could be extending that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Trisha, it is just <laughs> like pure. It is. It's pure joy to talk with you. Um, my I have these tears of gratitude as Aww. i'm looking out my window hearing your words of just the possibility of um hmm. yeah of just how good people can be so thank Aww. you for being that yeah um so how do we get more of you how do we do more of <laughs> this with, with with you in the world how do we find you out there
0: uh, yes, yeah, so my website is yourdiologist.com. And I also have a product line with like with an affirmation deck and phrases and affirmations on things. The daily inspiration app that you mentioned is called Own Your Awesome. And yeah, it's hundreds of powerful thoughts and affirmations. You can get it in the Apple App Store and the Google Play App Store. And I mostly can be found on Instagram, at your joyologist. I'm at yourjoylogist on social media. And I have a, an account for the shop, too. But that's where I mostly am. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I do that's I mean, my posts are hoping for people to feel seen and also to, you know, mm-hmm. change how they're looking at life and see joy and make space for possibility and all of that. So, but not just trying to be like, be positive, you know, it's not like that. I really am trying to like, and that's, yeah, I have the YouTube and I share them on IGTV too, the YouTube series, I call bullshit. I'm calling out common things that I find that my mind does. And so again, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm always constantly exposing myself and my human experience. So then hopefully people can see how they might be doing the same things may means very likely are doing the same thing (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's just the ways
0: that our minds work and again I'm hoping to always make it feel like it's not you're bad you messed up your own person but like look this crazy thing my mind does I bet yours does that too like that's just part of (laughs) our programming so like to not feel bad about it but just huh to be again pay attention to it tune into it so then you can work to shift it for yourself
1: yeah I, I think you're getting that tone right. There's a lot of invitation in in what i I get of you, so thank you for that and a book
0: Yeah. yep it's uh we're we're in the <laughs> in the thick of uh, selling it right now, which is where when I was saying my mind is like yeah before we started calling, I have meetings with publishers next week to
1: talk about it right so um,
0: so it's not it's it, it is happening. Right. Papers have not it's yet been happening. signed, but it is happening. So as I'm saying, my fear of failure and like whatever, like that will come up in this moment. Oh no, what if we get on the calls and they don't like me or this, blah, blah, blah. So again, those thoughts come up for me. I see it, feel it. Okay, what's the truth, Trisha? That's a possibility. But also, what do you want to believe? What were you
1: like? How yep, can you better yep. prepare?
0: So I am right there in with you, <laughs> switching wow. my fears and my doubts Walking around in this now moment. <laughs> that's just one of the things about
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. well so grateful for you and your work in the world and thanks for being here today
0: you're so welcome thank you so much for having me and for your insights also in your words um and what you said and i'm so all for this self-kindness a thousand percent and i love like i said i love that term and that way of thinking it does feel so much It just, yeah, it just brings a different feeling to self-love, you know, especially these days when self-love is so necessary, but is also so overused that it can feel like you just tune out. Self-kindness takes on a whole like, oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Tricia.
0: You're so welcome.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Some people are just lit up and her app is awesome. So where can you notice your shoulds? Where can you change those shoulds to wants? Where and when can you ask yourself, hey, what's my opinion here? What brings me joy? And then to just recognize that that's our job. Our job is to just do that work and to live from that answer. And again, I invite you to explore that. How's that working in your life? That's what I'm doing with people. You can hear that's what Trisha is doing with people. So you can find someone out there. I would be thrilled to work with you. You can find me at PeteSibley.com. If not me, reach out, ask for help, explore, get in touch with that self-kindness practice in you. And really, we begin to witness how that serves the world. You know, we can do these hard things. So... Thanks for listening. Thanks for, if you have, you can subscribe, you can rate the show. And if there was something in here that you enjoyed about our conversation uh, and my conversation with Trisha, would you share this with a friend? That would be so helpful to continue to get this self-kindness word out there. I mean, we've had tons of downloads. I would love to double, triple, quadruple that so we get this self-kindness conversation just out there in the world. So, thanks again to Captain Stoker. Thanks again to Union Yoga for supporting this self-kindness conversation. Love you all. Glad you're here. I'll see you next week, and we'll leave you with this song. Nothing's holding us back from the top of the world We'll rise up better together We've got each other
0: strong. The sky's not the limit anymore.
2: You got this. We got this. You got this. Speaking the truth.